lot of happening across church life. And if you're new with us, welcome to People's Church. And you picked a great Sunday and a great series to be a part of. You're going to get to hear the heartbeat of People's Church over the next five weeks as we are starting a brand new series today called We Are People's Church. And we are celebrating our 20-year anniversary officially on May the 8th. So it's a five-week celebration, but May the 8th, Mother's Day, 20 years ago, we started People's Church. And the actual date is May the 12th. May 12th, 2002, People's Church began. I was 26 years old. Tiffany was 24 years old. And we started People's Church in the Quell Springs Mall in the AMC Theater. And it was an exciting time. 65 people showed up. I mean, you know, you count everybody when there's 65 people that show. You count everybody. You're looking for people. And it was an exciting day that we will never forget. And 20 years is a long time ago, and a lot of things have changed, have changed in our world over the last 20 years. I want you just to think about, think how much has changed over the last 20 years. I mean, there, there's a lot that's changed. The way we watch movies has changed. I'm going to ask some of you to date yourself right now. How many of you remember Blockbuster? Come on, you ever rent a movie? Come on, oh yeah, they're not here any longer. Now you stream your movies on television. Anybody remember how, how you played video games? Anybody remember back in the day, the Wii? Come on, 20 years ago. Anybody, I remember playing Wii Tennis against Tiffany. I remember playing the Wii. Now, now it's PlayStation 5, and it costs you about $800 to $1,000 just to play. Who knows what I'm talking about, parents, huh? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the way we, we were social 20 years ago, it's just changed from 20 years ago. We used to talk to one another or, you know, get on the phone. And, and now the way we communicate, people are texting. 20 years ago, there was no texting. Now there's smartphones and apps. It's just changed. And, and matter of fact, social, the way, the, way, the way things have changed when it comes to, to social interaction, it's been, it's been a massive change. I mean, it used to have MySpace back in the day. Anybody still got a MySpace account? I want to know who, I want to pray for you right now if you, like, oh yeah, Pastor, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm the in crowd. No, you're not in anymore. You're no longer in. MySpace is gone. It's now Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and Facebook and FaceTime and Zoom. I mean, the way we're social has changed. The way we use computers has changed. We used to have, back in the day, desktop computers. Now, everybody has their own individual laptop or iPad. Back in the day, the way we took pictures was different. Anybody remember the Polaroid cameras? Anybody, anybody remember disposable cameras? You thought you were something we got when you bought your disposable camera. And nowadays, you take phone pictures on your phones. The way we date has changed. You used to ask somebody out on a date in person. Like you knew who they were. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? Like I called you because I actually had your number. Not now. Now, come on now. 
It's changed. E-harmony and match and dating apps has changed. The, the way we listen to sermons and listen to music has changed. I remember, I remember back in the day we used to have sermons on videos. You used to take your, take your VH tape home. And, and come on, then, then there was sermons on CDs, you know, and, and, and now you watch them on YouTube. It's, it's changed. The way we communicate the gospel back in the day used to be microphones that had cords on them. Anybody remember that? Huh? That's me back at the AMC theater. Holla at your boy. Y'all see that cord? I used to work that cord back in the AMC 20 years ago. I'd preach and get my foot out of that thing and keep preaching the gospel. Oh, yeah, that was me back 20 years ago with that suit on. I was balling back in the day, church. You, you don't want any of that right there. A, a lot has changed the last 20 years. But let me tell you what hasn't changed. At People's Church, we haven't changed what we believe. We haven't changed our vision. We haven't changed the mission God has called us to accomplish together. And as long as God allows me to be your pastor, it will not change. And the portion of Scripture I'm going to teach from today was very foundational to our church 20 years ago. And I preached this portion of Scripture many a times because it's still foundational this portion of scripture i'm going to preach from was very foundational and was the heartbeat of the early church and it's still the heartbeat of people's church and i will continue to teach it and preach from it for years to come acts chapter 2 verse 42 through 47 it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common and they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Can I get a good amen from all the locations today? Oh, God's word is powerful. And, and the key word I want to focus on today is the word devoted. Come on, every location, shout devoted. Yeah, somebody in the chat line just write devoted, devoted. They, the early church, they were devoted or they were dedicated they were committed to some things they they continued steadfastly in some things they were focused on some things and understand this about your devotion what you are devoted to defines you what you're devoted to defines you and at people's church we are devoted to some things and I want to talk about what we've been devoted to from day one and we're still devoted to today three P's we are devoted to number one is this we are a place of principle a place of of principle I want to show this to you Acts chapter 2 verse 42 it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching the early church was devoted to the principles and the teachings in the word of God they had deep devotion to God's word you see it time and time again let me give you a few examples Acts chapter 8 verse 4 those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Acts chapter 15, verse 35, but Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch where they had many others, where they and many others taught and preached the word 
of the Lord. Acts 14, verse 25, and when they had preached the word in Perga, you see, the early church was devoted to the word of God. And at People's Church, we are devoted to God's word. We are devoted to the principles and to the teachings in the word of God. And no matter how much society changes its opinions about the different issues of our day, we're devoted to the word of God. No matter how much culture changes and shifts its thoughts and ideologies and opinions on different subjects, we are holding to the word of God here at People's Church. We are a Bible-believing church. John chapter 8 and verse 31 says, Jesus says to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples we are true disciples if we hold on to the word of God. And no matter what happens in our culture, in our society, at People's Church, we're going to hold on to the word of God. We believe the Bible. We hold on to the word of God. We hold on to the teachings of the word of God. We hold on to the principles in the word of God. We are a Bible-believing church. 20 years ago, we believed in the word of God the Bible. 20 years later, we still believe in the Word of God. We believe in the Bible. At People's Church, we believe the Bible is the inspired Word of God. We believe there's one true God who exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit because it's bared out in the scriptures that we read. We believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was born by a virgin named Mary. He was 100% man and 100% God, and he lived a sinless life and died on the cross of Calvary and was raised on the third day because we believe what the Bible says. We believe God created human beings as man and woman. We believe believe in the sanctity of marriage. We believe all of mankind is born into sin and needs a savior. And the only hope for redemption is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We believe that every believer should be baptized in water. We believe in taking holy communion and remembering the price Jesus paid for our sins. We believe in being baptized in the Holy Spirit for power to be a witness. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that there's still a so we can minister to hurting humanity. We still believe in healing, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. We believe God still performs miracles, signs, and wonders. It's quiet in this church today, but I'm telling you, we're a Bible-believing church. We believe God has called Christ followers to be sanctified by living a holy life set apart to God. We believe Jesus is coming a second time, and every single person will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. We believe the word of God. 20 years ago, we believed it, and we still believe it today. And because we believe God's word, we hold on to God's word. We hold on to the word. It doesn't matter what culture says, how everybody's shifting their opinions on all types of different subjects. We're holding on to the word of God at People's Church. And because we're holding on to the word of God, we have two convictions about God's word. Here's two convictions we have. Number one is this. We had it day one. We still have it today. We live by God's word. James 1 verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. 
do what it says. We are a church that doesn't, doesn't just listen to the word of God. We strive to live by the word of God. Luke chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. We live the word of God at People's Church. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock and we want our lives and I want every person who calls people's church their church home I want your life built on the rock I don't want you built on a faulty foundation and a lot of people's lives were built on a faulty foundation and we saw that in 2020 we saw that in a pandemic we saw that with racial tension we we saw that with political election we saw a lot of people's lives that were built on a faulty foundation become hell or high water our lives must be built on the word of God the word of God is true the word of God is our foundation we must spend our time not deconstructing the word of God and trying to change the word of God but we spend our time changing and aligning our life up to the word of God, God God's word says it so we strive to live it Here's a, here's a second conviction that we have. We preach God's word. We preach God's word. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. Preach the word. I love this verse, especially as a preacher. I like to talk to young preachers. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. At People's Church, we preach the word of God. We aren't preaching popular opinion. We're not preaching political opinion. We're not preaching cultural opinion. We preach God's word. We live in a time where there are some preachers, some pastors, some churches that are drifting away from the word of God. They're no longer devoted to preaching God's word. And the Bible tells us this will happen in the very next verse. Notice this in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 3. It says, for the time will come. Let me pause and just say, the time has come. It's here. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. And today there are preachers and churches who are turning away from the truth. They're twisting the truth and are no longer preaching sound doctrine. And church, as your pastor, I just want to say, be on guard. Be on guard against false teachers and false teachings. As your pastor, I do not want you to be deceived, church. Watch out, watch out. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. And now I make one more appeal. My dear brothers and sisters, watch out for people who cause divisions. And upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. 
stay away from them. Don't start running around with people who cause division and don't have sound doctrine. Stay away. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I like them. They're on YouTube. They got a lot of followers on YouTube. I don't care how many followers they have. They got a lot of Instagram followers. I don't care how many Instagram followers. Well, they got a lot of Twitter followers, millions. It doesn't matter if they're not preaching the Bible, sound doctrine, if they're not rightly dividing the word of truth, stay away, guard your heart. Well, Pastor, my favorite preacher says the exact opposite of what you're saying. Stay away. Stay away. Preach. The word, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. We preach the word at People's Church, but there were also false prophets in Israel. Back in the day, in Bible days, they were false prophets back then. Just as there will be false teachers among you, they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who brought the, bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Notice this, notice this. Here's why I pause on a We Are People's Church series because so much has shifted, so much has changed, and I want to pastor your heart. And the Bible says many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, that the way of truth will be slandered. And church, I don't want you to follow evil, immoral, slanderous teaching. So at People's Church, we're committed to preaching and teaching the word of God. And I want you to notice what that verse said. It says that they, they're clever. People are smart. They're, they're great with their words. They're great orators. They're, they're great communicators. They're, they've got great charisma. They're, they're not dumb. They're educated. They're, they're smart. And just because you're smart and you're a great orator and you can communicate and you can move people, it doesn't mean that you're teaching the Bible, the Word of God. We've got to be people that look in the Word. What does the Word say? What does the Word? I, that was cute what you said, but what does the Bible say? Check your pastor if you have to. What does the Bible say? We preach the Bible. Why? Because the Bible has passed the test of time because it's God's word. The Bible's not going anywhere. They tried to burn the Bible, but it's still here. They tried to get rid of the Bible, but it's still here. It's still the number one selling book today. It's the inspired word of God in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 25 says, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you and at People's Church we're committed to preaching God's word. No matter what happens in society, we're holding on to the word of God. Just touch two people and tell them to hold on. Hold on to God's word. Yeah, Hold on to God's word. Hold on to God's word. We're a place of principle. Number two, we're a place of prayer. Acts 2, verse 42, they devoted, they were committed, they were steadfast, it says themselves, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. The early church was devoted to prayer. They were a praying church. God moved in the early church because they prayed. They were a praying church. 
I could just give you scripture after scripture, but just for time's sake, I'll just share a few with you. But they were devoted, Acts chapter 6, verse 4. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word prayer and the word prayer and the word Romans chapter 12 verse 12 rejoicing in hope persevering in tribulation devoted to prayer Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful the early church was devoted to prayer and at people's church we are devoted to prayer I just want to connect some dots today to help you understand why we do what we do. We're a church that's devoted to prayer. So you don't have to guess and wonder. I wonder in January, are we going to pray and fast? No, we're going to pray and fast in January. To 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're devoted to prayer. We, it, it, now every August we have 21 days of prayer. It's prayer and feasting. But we, we come and pray. And I, I make 90 to 100% of those prayer services. Yes, I, I, I'm a leader. I like to lead by example. But let me tell you my greatest reason why is I need to pray. Can I tell you what it does in my life when I come and pray and seek the face of God and I'm devoted to prayer? Can I tell you how much God does in my life every time we pray and fast? Every time 21 days of prayer rolls around, my flesh screams, you don't want to go do that. No, but can I tell you how much it, God works in my life, in my situations, because I'm, I'm devoted to pray. Our student pastors, our other pastors, our interns have weekly prayer every Monday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Every single month, the second Tuesday of every month, we have all staff prayer that begins at 10.30 a.m. every second Tuesday of every month. At deeper night, we have 6.30 prayer service before we pray. We're not going to do it this coming deeper night because of our special 20-year celebration, and you're going to be too busy eating Andy's ice cream. You're not going to be praying, but pray while you eat. Come on, somebody. We, we have weekly prayer, pre-service prayer before, every, before our services. Did you realize if you will get her early in the morning at your campus, we're praying over the services. We have pre-service prayer in, the, in, in my green room. We go over what's called the OOE, the order of service, and we walk through and make sure we're all on the same page. And we already have pre-service prayer, but we pray again because you just can't pray too much. And so we lift our voices and we pray over the services. Right now, there's intercessory prayer going on. We have intercessory prayer teams that's, ha that's, ha that's praying over the services in a room right now, calling out for these services across our locations. We're devoted to prayer. We're devoted to prayer. We pray first. Prayer is not our last resort, but it's our first line of defense. We must be a praying church. And if you're not devoted to prayer, can I call you to pray? Can I call you to pray every day? To seek the face of God every single day and to pray. Can I call you to pray? Can, you don't have to even think about it. Just put it on your calendar now, August 7th through the 27th. Just make up your mind. I'm coming to 21 days of prayer. I'm going to be at those 6 a.m. prayer services starting August 7th through the 20th. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be at the deeper night services and pray and seek the face of God. I'm going to get on a prayer group. I'm going to join a prayer group and pray. I'm going to be on the intercessory prayer group team and pray. You can text in right now. PC groups, PC groups to 94000. We will put you on a prayer team to pray. Prayer should be the key in the morning 
and the lock at night. Prayer is the key in the morning. I don't know about you. I can't go anywhere in the morning without my keys. That's how I get my vehicle going. That's how I get to where I want to go. It's, it, it helps me accomplish my goals for the day. And so I have, these are my actual keys. Now, I don't know what all of them are for, but I got them all on here. You know, anybody else like me, you got keys, you, you, know, you know not what they're for, but they're on your key. <laughs> but, but, but prayer is the key in the morning, and it's the lock at night. I want to begin my day praying. I want to pray all day long. I want to pray at night. Pray, I, listen, my lock's not protecting me. It's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God protecting me. He's, I, I'm going to pray. We're 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 going to pray. It's key in the morning. It's the lock at night. It's the key in the morning. It's the lock at night. It's the key in the morning. It's the lock. Somebody needs this visual. You got to start getting devoted to prayer. It's the key in the morning and the lock at night. The key in the morning and the lock at night. Everybody shout pray. pray. Yeah, we're devoted to principle. We're devoted to prayer. And number three, we are a place of power. A place of power. Notice in Acts 2, verse 43, it says, Everyone was filled with awe at the many miracles and signs performed by the apostles. That the early church was devoted to seeing the power of God change lives. The early church knew God's power was the key to seeing hearts and lives transformed. And over and over and over again, God's word talks about his power, how the early church was just focused on seeing God's power move in hearts and lives. Let me give you some examples. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Can I tell you that this generation needs to experience the power of God? This generation is up against so much. The, the devil is throwing his best punch against them. And this generation needs to experience the power of God. I thank God for Epic, our student ministry from sixth grade to 12th grade. Because our students need to be here every Wednesday night, need to encounter the power of God, need to experience the presence of God. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. How do you get filled with joy and peace and hope in a crazy, chaotic world? By the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to hear your pastor. I want you to experience power of God. I don't want you just to know about it or your grandma knew about it, your grandpa. I want you to experience God's power. You see, I, I can tell you for Herbert Cooper, nobody can talk me out of serving God. This is not head knowledge for me. There are people much more educated, people who understand history and people who can articulate and communicate much better than me. There are people who can debate 
and argue much better than me and they could win arguments and they could stump me and they could bring up their philosophy and their thoughts and they, 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 they would back me in a corner with their words but I want to tell you nobody can talk me out of serving God because I've experienced Jesus for myself I've experienced the power of God I know God saved me I, I know he washed me I, I know he changed me I, I know he filled me with the Holy Spirit I, I know the gifts of the Holy Spirit I know what it is to have somebody give me a prophetic word and then watch God bring that word to pass I've experienced the power and the presence of God and I want you to know his presence I want you to experience his presence I want you to know his voice I want you to know his touch I want you to know his delivering power his saving power his miracle power He's a God of power. I want you to experience the power of God. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and to the Gentile. Salvation happens by the power of God. First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 5, Because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. We need the preaching of the gospel and we need the power of God. We need the preaching of the gospel. We need the power of God. We need the preaching of the gospel. We need the power of God. We gotta have both, the preaching of the gospel, the power of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. I'm going to say it again. We need the preaching of the Word, and we need the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. We need the preaching of the Word and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. And at People's Church, we believe in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. We believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God who performed miracles in the Bible is still performing them today. We believe our all-powerful God still heals sick bodies. He still opens blinded eyes. He still unstopped deaf ears. Is there anybody at any of the locations that can testify that God's ever healed your body? He's ever healed your mind? He's ever healed a relationship? Is there anybody that knows about the power of God? That God's touched your life? He's brought healing. You know the power of God. We believe God's power still performs the greatest miracle of all, and that's the saving of lost souls. The greatest miracle of all is when God converts a lost heart, and we believe the power of God is still saving lost people, still regenerating human hearts. The power of God is still causing people to be born again. God still makes people alive again. It's the power of God that brings salvation to the human heart. My preaching can't save anybody. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that touches hearts and lives and saves people. Is there anybody that can testify God has saved you? He's changed you, that you're born again. You're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be because the power of God has touched your life. Hey, the power of Almighty God 
will touch you and save you and clean you up. Would you stand with me at every location? Stand, stand, stand. Somebody thank God for the power of God. Somebody thank God for the goodness of God. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, Northwest. Throw up a hand and thank God today. Come on.